Your business is built on bold ideas. Bring them to life faster, push them farther, and scale them worldwide without skipping a beat using Microsoft Azure. Stay productive with familiar tools, develop and deploy where you want with a consistent hybrid environment and build engaging apps with intelligent features. Join the startups, governments, and 90% of Fortune 500 businesses running on Microsoft Cloud by starting your free account at azure.com slash trial. That's A-Z-U-R-E dot com slash trial. My guest today is Ryan Gilliam, and I brought him here today to talk about the new expansion for World of Warcraft, Battle for Azeroth. I'm your host, Dave Tack, and you are listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Ryan, welcome to Quality Control. Dave, thanks for having me. I was happy to be here. It's an honor to be on Quality Control. I agree with you. <laughs> so uh, I brought you here, obviously, to talk about World of Warcraft, Battle for Azeroth, the new expansion. You want to start just by telling me sort of <laughs> where you stand with World of Warcraft, how long you've been playing, that kind of stuff? Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's still going on. <laughs> like 14 years <laughs> later, like World of Warcraft uh-huh. is still a thing. Um, World of Warcraft was a game I always wanted to play, uh, like when it was in vanilla, but I could never find friends to do it with me, so I didn't end up jumping in until, um, the, the last patch of Mysifendaria, uh, which was the, hold on, <laughs> which was the fifth expansion. No, no, it was the fourth expansion. No? It was the fourth one. All right. Um, you know, there's, the Battle for Azeroth is number seven, so... It's it's easy to get get lost in it, but um, <laughs> since then, so that was you know six ish years ago, five six years ago, it's still a long time. Yeah, I've been playing consistently. I've did you find that group of friends to play with? I did. Yeah. Well, I ended up ironically, um, my friend who never wanted to get into it is now the the one of us that is the hardcore <laughs> raider. Uh, uh-huh. Who also works at Polygon, Austin Goslin. I'm gonna blow up his spot. He's gonna be taking care of our our update for when the the raid comes out for the review. But since since joining, I've done I've raided hardcore and mythic and in tiers in certain tiers before, and I've I level a lot of characters. I'm one of those players that has alts of every class and that kind of thing. Um, but I sounds a lot like uh, what you do in Destiny. Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, what, yeah, what itch is that that, that, that this kind <laughs> of game scratches a for? Problematic you? one. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's the kind of it's the thing that um, World of Warcraft does that I think a lot of Destiny players really wish Destiny did. Which um, you know, mm-hmm. Destiny is is an M- definitely an MMO in my opinion, which is kind of a oh yeah a but which is which is a topic of some contention among the community. Um, but World of Warcraft just manages to, it has that, that it doesn't have the same kind of exciting AAA gameplay as, as something like Destiny does, action-based, but um, the gameplay is so fluid and, and well-crafted in a way uh, that makes the idea of fighting the same boss, you know, 600 times like players had to in to take down Mythic Kill Jaden back in Legion, like the way those players play makes sense to me, uh, having played the game for, for a long time. So while, you know, I'm not going to be, I'm not, 
I've heard from lots of other friends that I've made in the years of the well back in my day with the vanilla, that kind of people. But at huh. this point, having played since since Miss, I'm I'm beginning. I'm still having. There are still plenty of people coming in and out who I can I can still back in my day. Um, sure, sure. But but I'm not I'm not the oldest of the old as far right. as as World of Warcraft players go. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I mean, it, it being a an MMO, there are. I mean, you know, Battle for Azeroth is a thing that MMOs do, which is like this game has existed for the better part of a decade and a half, and it's there are these constant um, updates to it to keep players interested and to keep players coming back. You wrote in your review that the that Battle for Azeroth has the sort of unfortunate distinction of succeeding Legion, right. uh, which was w- widely well received. So what what are the sorts of things that you're looking for in an expansion uh, for a game like this? Uh, you know, maybe broadly, and then we can talk about the specifics of what uh, Azeroth is bringing to the table. Sure. So kind of just going back to, to even like the, the history of what expansions have done, as far as what I've witnessed, is a lot of times, like from, from Mizipendaria to World of, Warlords of Draenor, and then from Warlords of Draenor to Legion, everything was different. The endgame experience was different. You know, you still had the staple raids, you still had dungeons, things like that. But the, the endgame content that was there um, was different. Mizipendaria had these daily quests that w- were a big deal, and those kind of went away. Um, and, and the garrison came in Warlords of Draenor, and that was kind of a big disaster and part of the reason that expansion is really poorly looked at uh, it from like a historian's point of view. And then with Legion, I've heard it described by, by some YouTubers like Bellular as the, the, the new age of World of Warcraft, like a new, a new era. What does that mean from the perspective of a, of a WoW player? So basically, uh, like what, what I'm looking for when an expansion comes out is something that, that reinvigorates the game. A lot of times when an expansion is, is dying out in its final months, there's very little content. Uh, and Legion actually did a really great job of this. The, the latest raid came out earlier this year, I believe. So there was not as wide of a gap of, of a content drought. So it's the, the best part is having all this new content, all this new stuff to explore. Um, but I think what, what myself and other endgame players are looking for is something is not only something new, but something that allows players to go through and experience the game in a, in a meaningful way. That's not completely and totally time consuming for Mm -hmm. the majority of players, but can be well done and, and worthwhile. Um, you know, World of Work back to like your 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 original Destiny question. Like part of what uh-huh. makes WoW so great is that it's always good at being rewarding. Um, which is something that I think other other games like this, like Destiny, fail at sometimes. And WoW always being rewarding has been a staple of it for a long time. And so we it needs to have content that is both rewarding and fun to experience when when a new expansion comes out and so you're looking for something that kind of breathes new life into this thing that's that's old and the art is always beautiful with new expansions and and the look is always interesting and that's that's always what what players are 
are waiting for when a new expansion comes out. That's what I'm waiting for. It's what I get excited sure. about. Well, what is what what were the promises of of Battle of Azeroth that sort of ticked those boxes for you? Yeah, Battle for Azeroth. Basically, uh, when Battle for Azeroth got announced, the all the promise was sadly that this is kind of Legion 2.0, um, which has worked really in its favor in a lot of ways and kind of against it in others. Everything from Legion is back, basically, um, which is kind of the, the new era idea. What are those sorts of things? Sure. Uh, Legion brought in, took that that daily system from Missipendaria and turned them into these world quests where they uh, scattered around the world are new quests every day every 12 hours or so that they can be rewarding. They're kind of randomized. And then every day you get a new emissary where it's like, Hey, go do four of these world quests for these, this specific faction in this location. And so basically it took the, the main problem of warlords of Draenor where you're kind of stuck in this one little garrison, this home that you made for yourself. Uh, and no one's out in the world and the world of Warcraft feels dead to, Hey, now everyone is everywhere doing things because there's this world quest over here today. And there's this new big, big enemy. Um, and so that is back in battle for Azeroth. And those quests are, are improved because Blizzard has been able to see, Hey, for the past two years, we had this system. Here's how we'd like to change it. Here's how we'd like to make these, these world quests more interesting, more impactful, more player friendly over that time and so in battle for azeroth it's even better in my opinion than it was in legion and then legion also brought in this this mythic plus system which took the dungeons that players have been playing in world of warcraft for years the the legion specific dungeons and added this speed run mode basically that players who complete a dungeon on the hardest difficulty are given a mythic keystone for a random dungeon of that expansion and then they go, they get a group together, put that in the beginning of the dungeon, this little, this little pillar. And that starts them, it restarts the dungeon with that group with a timer on a harder difficulty with certain affixes like more enemies are in the dungeon or bosses are harder. Or if you stand in one place for too long, a volcano will erupt around you. <laughs> like that the kind of stuff that, that makes you change up your gameplay. Um, and it gave a reason to replay these dungeons that had previously been content that players would play as soon as they reach max level and then as soon as they outgeared them they would be like i'm never touching these again right and it gave a reason to player for players to play them consistently over the course of an expansion and now the mythic plus system isn't out in battle for azeroth yet that's something we'll be touching on in our update but the dungeons themselves feel like things in battle for azeroth that i'm excited to play over and over again for the years to come and and having already played the system in legion and knowing that it's the same going into battle for azeroth there's definitely people are already planning strategies and things like that and having having that wealth of two years of experience of mythic plus makes me excited for the dungeons that are here and so all of those things are excellent and excellent returns but battle for azeroth also promised these island expeditions and and a revamped version of legion's artifact system so what are the the island expeditions like from thirty thousand feet sure from thirty thousand feet they're diablo rifts basically um mm -hmm. or they're any other kind of randomized game content that you can think of basically blizzard created these templates of of various different islands that have different themes around them and different enemies that can spawn on them, but they can spawn in different places and there are different events that can spawn all the time. 
and there are mid island events that can happen as as well. So like as as an example, I was doing an island um, once actually months ago at an event uh, at at Blizzard where you, I was going around fighting you know crocolisks and all this other World of Warcraft stuff, big spiders, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then about halfway through the the island expedition, a bunch of fire elementals erupted onto the island, and suddenly the the atmosphere changed and. There were these these fiery monsters walking around, and that was my best experience with it. I haven't seen anything like that happen on live, uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately. I, I've seen like a weird pirate invasion halfway through, but nothing quite as as interesting as those those elementals. But the goal is you're going around and you're completing these little bonus quests, and you're picking up chests full of uh, this new resource for your artifact called Azerite, and the goal is to reach, depending on your difficulty, 6,000, 8,000, 12,000, and then the island expedition is complete. Where it becomes interesting is that there is a uh, opposite faction team, so that it, mm-hmm. whether that's a NP- group of NPCs that Blizzard has crafted to be um, like player-like is was what they wanted to do, and they, they do pretty well at that, actually. Or you can actually go into a PvP version of it, uh, which I have not dared to try yet. <laughs> um, basically, there though that team is also trying to get that same amount of Azerite. So you can lose; they can take your they can take your mobs, or you can have real heroic moments where they're they're fighting a big rare monster, and you come in, kill them, and then the the tag for the monster becomes yours, and then you get credit for killing it. Um, so it, it kind of if the goal was to make the grind for for AP in this expansion, which is something yeah. that powers your artifact, a little more interesting than it was in Legion, where a lot of players would go in and play the same dungeon over and over and over again to grind it, because the hardcore the hardcore players in World of Warcraft will always do the most hardcore thing if it's sure. going to get them progress. Or, or so Battle for Azeroth's Island expeditions are kind of trying to be random but fun content. Well, it sounds like they're random. But the question is <laughs> that I think you're kind of unsure about at this point is whether or not they're fun, right? Yeah. Uh, having having played them for the past two weeks and doing the, the weekly quest for them, which is like do a certain amount of them depending on the difficulty you're playing, mm-hmm. is it's really something that feels very confusing at this point. Um, and it's certainly, even if they are fun at times they are often enough times not fun or the strategy it basically feels like the strategy right now is breaking the original idea which is you spend most of your time Mm. running around as separate teammates grabbing little boxes from things and like as a paladin player uh, which is the class that i play i have a lot of immunities and abilities to make myself take no damage for a short period of time so my strategy for a lot of higher end island expeditions is to run into a large group of enemies, make myself immune, grab all the Azerite off the ground, all the boxes, steal it out of the boxes, whatever, get these big chunks of Azerite because I don't want to fight these enemies because they take too long and are not rewarding enough to fight. And then drop dead as soon as my immunity happens and then do it all over again, which feels like breaking the game, but it's also the best and most efficient way to win for a player of my level and and skill you know if you watch if you go and watch players who are very good or who have the correct composition of of teams 
you can jump, you can watch them go in and they will do an entire island pull, basically, where they'll pull every enemy on the island and just spend a bunch of time with one tank AoEing, using their, their area of effect abilities to destroy everything in a group and then win in like four minutes. Yeah. Like, so you, it can, it's like one way. If you have the correct group, you can just destroy things by eliminating a bunch of enemies. But for most other players, it's all about sneaking around, stealing stuff, getting that kind of like, it just, it doesn't feel balanced properly. And, and, you know, say what you will about the fun you can have breaking something. In my opinion, that only goes so far if you feel like you're, you're, you're going against what the original design intention of something is. Yeah. Um, and so it definitely feels that way at the moment. Like things just aren't quite right. Mm. I don't know how Blizzard's going to fix that. <laughs> I don't know how Blizzard is going to fix any of the Island Expeditions. At, on on the hardest difficulty, on, on Mythic, I'm having fun with them. And I'm having more fun with them the more I, I, I nail down the strategy and the more I play with the same group of people. But that doesn't mean that I think they're very good. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and that's that's kind of... A problem, and that's that's kind of my big problem with BFA, which is still which big problem is probably not the right way to look at it because the expansion is still excellent. In 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 case <laughs> listeners can't tell by me talking about it, like it's a it's a very very good World of Warcraft expansion so far. But some of the new stuff that the that they decided to add is not nearly as quality as the returning stuff. Yeah. from Legion, which really starts to come into its own with the artifact system. Yeah, you want to talk about that? Uh, I, I do. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to get into that in just a minute. But first, we've got a story for you. It's something new Vox Media and Polygon are trying. It's an advertiser segment about the magic of machine learning from Microsoft Azure. We need to increase the world's food production by 70%. How are we going to get this increased food production? That's Ron Virchandra, a researcher at Microsoft who has a solution to this dilemma. He's using intelligent data like machine learning and AI to supercharge agriculture. The program is called FarmBeats. What we mean by data-driven agriculture is the ability to map every farm in the world with data. For example, what is the soil moisture level? What's the soil nutrient level? How the plants are doing? What's the pest distribution? That way, farmers can make smarter decisions. So FarmBeats gave farmers drones and sensors and a way to connect their farms in the middle of nowhere to the internet using some of the cloud solutions offered through Microsoft Azure. My name is Sean Stratman, and I have my own small farm called Dancing Crow Farm. We grow tomatillos, cherry tomatoes. Sean has been using farm beads to improve the productivity of his farm. In his case, sensors let him water crops without the guesswork. With this last bit of data that we were analyzing and knowing that I don't need to add additional water, um, we're in a hot, dry part of our season right now and every drop of water counts. Farmers essentially will be able to map what their land is, understand what's going on above the soil and under the soil with the roots and with their crops, and take a decision all the way from seeding to harvest based on data. Imagine a world where everyone can achieve more by making the smartest decision possible. Learn more about intelligent data with Azure. Start free at azure.com trial. 
A-Z-U-R-E dot com slash trial. Today Explained is a fresh daily news podcast from Vox. The show features diverse voices from all over the country and the world. For example, a recent episode on the trade war featured a Washington Post food policy writer and a female hog farmer from Minnesota. And the show places a premium on diversity, not just in the voices you hear from, but also the news they explain. Like why Crazy Rich Asians is more than just a summer rom-com and was 25 years in the making. And it's not just wall-to-wall Trump. Today Explained has done great episodes on everything from the controversial psychologist Jordan Peterson to the reopening of the Emmett Till case to the recent controversies over the Stanford prison experiment. And if you haven't heard, the show sounds human. You'll laugh. You'll cry. You might even sing a song. They do. They even made a song about the Mueller investigation's list of indictments to the tune of We Didn't Start the Fire. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe to Today Explained by Vox on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to our sponsor, Microsoft Azure, for sharing its story with the Vox Media Podcast Network. Now back to our conversation about the uh, returning things uh, that are kind of bland. Ah, I'll let Ryan tell it. Is is this a trait system? Yes, it is. Okay, right. So, like The whole point is you do the island expeditions mm-hmm. so that you can power up your heart of Azeroth, right? And yes. then you... The point is to do that stuff so that you can get more Heart of Azeroth, so that you can get more powerful stuff, powerful gear right? with the traits. Yes. Uh, so, you know, not it's it's hard to talk about <laughs> World of Warcraft, and especially Battle for Azeroth, without going back and talking about Legion all the time. Because uh-huh. um, it's all one game. <laughs> sure. In, in, at, the, at the heart of it, it's all one game. But uh, Legion introduced this artifact system, which was really stellar in some ways and really not in others, where players were given these legendary weapons. And, you know, some of those for some classes were made up and whatever. We don't talk about that. But other players got, you know, the Ashbringer that players are, have been familiar with for a long time that belonged to, like, Tyrion Fordring and, and the Doomhammer that Thrall used to have and that kind of thing. And players spent the, the better part of the expansion leveling it up, improving it. And, and adding, putting AP or um, artifact power into their weapon, and that would give them these these traits, the skill tree across the the artifact, and and each class had a an activated ability where they could completely maybe for some players it would just be a little add on for their rotation, and so for some players it would completely change the way their class played, uh, and then apart from those they had these other traits that could just completely add massive identities or important gameplay elements to it like the the affliction warlock had an ability that would that would cause enemies that they defeated to explode so you would instantly know that you were in a group with an affliction warlock if an enemy died and you just saw this pop of purple and then it was powerful enough that it would usually kill a bunch of other enemies so you just see these giant pops uh all around mm-hmm. you and then you knew this is an affliction warlock and it kind of created this identity and this this you had a reason that you wanted to upgrade it which caused the problem that I was talking about earlier of players playing the Maw of Souls dungeon literally hundreds of times to grind AP because it was fast and it just wasn't it wasn't good. When I was considering joining a, a hardcore guild, they were like, okay, well, you need to run Maw of Souls about 400 more times, and which was like a real number I got. 
and then your your at artifact should be good enough to join and jump in and, and and play mythic with us. And it was like this I don't want to do this. This is not a way I want to spend my weekend. <laughs> and it caused a lot of burnout. So the heart of Azeroth is this new system that kind of alleviates that. It's still this one item that that levels up and grows, but it goes around your neck instead. And basically it empowers different like head, chest and shoulder pieces that that are only have certain traits at a certain at a certain level. So you might have a, an artifact Azerite piece that has, okay, well these shoulders, the tier one trait, I need a level 17 Heart of Azeroth. And then I can get that tier two trait at level 20. And then that third tier trait at 22. And then I can grow the item level at 25. Something like that. The problem is that where Blizzard decided to get safe with it wasn't necessarily like the amount of Azerite AP that you needed or anything like that. They just made the traits less interesting, less desirable, <laughs> less worth, not worth grinding for. Unfortunately, as it seems in the community right now, that's not really working as players are now grinding island expeditions <laughs> to try to get their artifact up. But it's, it, it has created a system where the traits aren't exciting. And, and for the most part, for most players, the generic traits on the tree, usually they're like, one tree for e- or one trait for each specialization, and then a generic trait for that archetype of class. And usually, the generic traits are the best ones. So everyone is roaming around looking for these same, the same traits. And, and in a system that was supposed to be this this wonderful utopian idea of, oh well, you get this trait, and now oh well now you, we have the same piece, but we're using different abilities because we're different classes. It just doesn't exist. Uh, because everyone is looking for this thunderous blast trait or this knife in the back trait, and ev- like everyone is looking for the same thing, and it's just there isn't anything as impactful or exciting as the Legion artifact brought to any of the classes. Yeah, and so it leaves having lost the Legion artifact and having only some of the quality of life changes brought into those specs leaves each class feeling like. Man, I miss this. Man, I I miss that. Uh, and that's unfortunate at the beginning of, of an expansion when things should be really exciting. And in Legion, yep. it left you. It left players looking for something, like looking forward, being like, "Man, I can't wait until I get enough AP to get this Golden Dragon." And of course, like the farther you got into the expansion, and the easier it got to get more and more AP, it those that went away and it's like okay well now i have it all now all i'm just dumping all of my ap into this thing that that marginally improves my weapon but that was still better you were like okay well i'm gonna get a significant damage increase every couple days mm-hmm. and that is something that just isn't there with the heart of azeroth right now um but like like everything in wow it has potential it has right this is a game that's been in development, like I said earlier, for the better part of a decade and a half. Yes. Even the stuff that's not great, I think there's a reasonable expectation that Blizzard will understand that, hear what the problems are, and then tweak it. Right. And it's not something that players have to wait. You know, we are stuck with the Heart of Azeroth for the next two years. Mm-hmm. Pretty confident in that. Uh-huh. Um, but... That doesn't mean that we won't see improvements to the system sure. over those two years. And that's what makes that's what makes reviewing World of Warcraft and talking about it and even just considering things with friends difficult 
is that it's always changing and it's always evolving. Yep. And like, um, the world of Warcraft today is not the world of Warcraft tomorrow. Right. It's it's going to be different, and and depending on the patch cycle and the way that things go, it might not be different by the end of this year. It might not be different in June of next year, uh, or, or it might be very very different in June of next year. Um, right. it's just one of those things that you have to wait, wait and see. In this like this our review in this like this this recording becomes like a time capsule of how uh-huh. how are things when Battle for Azeroth launched. Um. And the answer is they're great, but complicated. <laughs> um, but they could be better. So yeah, Battle for Azeroth kind of creates this 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 feeling of it's not it's not meh. It's not it's exciting because it's a new World of Warcraft expansion. Sure. But it going from Warlords of Draenor, which is one of the worst expansions WoW has ever had, to Legion, which is one of the best expansions WoW has ever had. <laughs> yeah. There was this tremendous excitement every day of logging in and I have so much stuff to do and look at all of this, look at all everything that's going on. This new system is awesome. It's fresh and new. These new dungeons are great. This new world quests are great. Everything was, was fresh and exciting and Battle for Azeroth takes a lot of that and returns it. And so there isn't, there didn't feel like a huge difference going from one expansion to the other for players. It's almost as if they had sort of nailed it. I mean, not a hundred percent, but like they weren't, it, they knew they had gotten it right and players thought that they had gotten it right too. So they took that and they expanded on that. They didn't reinvent the wheel. Totally. And that has, it's, it's, it's way, there are way more pros to that approach than there are cons. Way more. Because uh, players are used to them trying to reinvent the wheel every expansion, and that can go from being like, hey, this expansion was great. Hey, this next expansion was great. To, wow, here's Cataclysm, and it totally ruined the game, and it was viewed as the time <laughs> when everyone quit mm-hmm. um, after Wrath of the Lich King. And that that can happen when you go to reinvent the wheel. And sometimes reinventing the wheel gives you Legion. Yeah. But not reinventing the wheel, saying, hey, we got it. Like you said, we nailed it creates a problem of okay well this is this doesn't feel like the same kind of awe and discovery sure when a new expansion comes out and that's that's battle for azeroth's biggest problem and it's something that i think is going to mostly affect players like me yeah that well that was going to be my last question which is you know you're you're speaking from the perspective of having played more than 90 hours in battle of azeroth with three max level characters and you, you, and even despite all of the things that you think uh, could be improved, you still want to play it. Yeah. So I wonder how you think the game. You know, if somebody jumped on now, somebody new, somebody who hasn't played for a long time, would they encounter the same feelings as you? Uh, I don't. I don't think they would be the same. Uh, I think it, it's it's the problems are fairly universal and depending on the groups of people that they talk to they would kind of yeah probably assimilate some of the same feelings but i even with the island expeditions not being as fun as they should be or the heart of azeroth being a little bit bland those derivative yeah sure those those feelings would certainly probably be there but i don't think they would be as strong just because they wouldn't have the reference point of of legion because i i do think that even though the Heart of Azeroth is, you know, derivative, it's still a system that just isn't that exciting to use. And I think that's that that idea is universal. 
I think the, the big difference between players is they're not going to feel as tired, maybe, um, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. as coming from Legion. But World of Warcraft players are always tired, right? <laughs> like, we're, it's always, there's always some kind of like, well, you know, uh, here's here's the next raid tier, which is both exciting and means I have hours and hours of work ahead of me yep. to go through this this experience. And I think the, the difference, the thing for, for WoW players is like, is this the time? Is this the time that I quit? Or is this the time that I go super hard? And that's kind of, that's the big question for a lot of, a lot of those types of players for, for new players. I think battle for Azeroth is a really like excellent entry point. It's kind of a reset on the story and it looks to be going in a really interesting way. Um, and the, a group of friends and I were talking last night that for all of battle for Azeroth's problems, it's being carried by its theme of like this return to a faction war, which which I initially thought would be very boring, um, and it's it's being a lot of excitement is going through with that faction war and with the way that Blizzard's telling the story and and things like that. So from from like a, a new player perspective coming in, it is an exciting time to be playing WoW, and it's it's a great time to be playing WoW for for anybody. But especially for somebody who skipped out on Legion, it feels like Blizzard has improved things. They've they figured stuff out with WoW. They figured it out. Yeah. It's great. Even if it is a little bland in some ways. Sure. Well, it's a, it's, it's a tough needle to thread. Like, I can, I can hear you thinking. Yeah. Um, and, you know, having read your review, right? Because basically what you're saying is like, this is pretty great, mostly excellent it's got some problems. Some things feel samey. If you've been playing for a while, that sameness may come out, but that doesn't take away from it being at its core good. And uh, yes. uh, yeah, I think you, I think you explained it pretty well. So uh, good job on your first quality control, Ryan. Oh, well, well, thank you so much, Dave. I hope I get You're, to come back um, to, to be determined. Okay. Well, let's, <laughs> let's let ever, that's okay. Well, that means we'll never have to talk about Destiny again, which, which is probably good for, for all involved. <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? Actually, you're totally going to be back in a couple of weeks to talk oh, about man. Destiny. So looking forward to that, too. Thanks, Ryan. Same. Thanks, Dave. Keeping up with your competition is important. Taking the lead with unmatched innovation? That's impressive. Set yourself up to achieve more by running your apps on Microsoft Azure. Clear the way for unparalleled productivity with end-to-end development and management tools. Fearlessly integrate cloud capabilities across your environment with the only consistent hybrid cloud. Build the next generation of smart apps, discover transformative insights through artificial intelligence and real-time data, and scale across more global regions than you'll get from any other cloud provider. Microsoft believes every business and every organization, small and large, old and new, has something to gain by reaching beyond the limits of an on-premises data center. That's why Azure is the cloud for all. What will you achieve when you come to the cloud? Start experimenting and find out. Get started with a free account and 12 months of intelligent services at azure.com slash trial that's a-z-u-r-e dot com slash trial
Hi, this is Todd Vanderwerf, the host of Vox.com's pop culture podcast, I Think You're Interesting. I'm the I in I Think You're Interesting. And every week I talk to fascinating people from the world of TV, movies, and entertainment. Have you ever wondered what it's like to write a joke for the president? Number one topic we would not joke about was national security. One of the things about writing jokes for a president is if you have the joke and then and it's totally in good taste, but then a week later something happens. There's a tragedy, there's a shooting, there's a, a terrorist attack. The joke can become retroactively in bad taste. We didn't want anything to end up in a campaign ad. Or what goes into creating the costumes for a blockbuster movie like Black Panther. We brought in the uh, head cutter from the Boston Ballet into Atlanta to give us a new suit for the stunt guys that's cut with these special gusset shapes so that they could perform, you know, like the ballet. You can find so much more information about the show at vox.com slash I think you're interesting hyphens between the I, the think, the year and the interesting. And you can catch new episodes of I Think You're Interesting every Thursday by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.